Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the DEI Discussion Lounge. Um, and we're having our DEI check-in where we just kind of give like a little uh, recap of some of the uh, important things that have been happening over the last few days or so. Just checking in with you guys, seeing how you're feeling. Um, how are you feeling? Feeling okay, feeling okay. Feeling okay? Supreme Court is not in the discussion today, so. Yes, 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 yes. I think yeah. the last couple of times we talked about the Supreme Court, so they're off the hook this time. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, you're fighting, fighting the cold, aren't you? Yeah, not feeling 100, percent but I'm yeah. okay. I'll be all right. I mean, I appreciate if you wore a mask, but you know, yeah, true. No mask. COVID's now. over. Yeah, COVID's still <laughs> a thing. I don't want it, but you know, it is what it is. Um. So yeah. So what's the deal? What's been going on in the world? Well, we have the college, um, college, some colleges are ending the legacy admissions um, to help diversify campus, uh, campuses um, and student Good admission. Deal. And I think, you know, in, in spite of, I guess I can't stop talking about the Supreme Court because it was, <laughs> it was their decision, I right? Know, I thought you said you were done with that. I thought I was done with the Supreme Court, but... Um, because of um, the um, race, race conscious admissions being outlawed, um, you know, schools will have to find other ways to, to achieve diversity. So I think this might, you know, this might be one of those ways. I, I, I know there's a lot of different ways, but mm. this could be one of them. Um, so ending legacy admissions. Yeah. Yeah. So what, I, what I've seen is that the U.S. Department of Education has opened the civil rights investigation into the practice of um, legacy admissions at Harvard. Um, and I also saw that Wesleyan University recently got rid of legacy admissions. So, you know, okay. we'll see. Right, yeah, I think that's a good trend in the right direction. So um, so some of the some of the data that I think that that supports this being a good move um, is the fact that um, about 5% of all admissions, well, specifically to Harvard, I think, um, um, a couple of different organizations actually s specifically sued Harvard. Mm -hmm. um, and the evidence that they used to support that is the fact that 5% of the admissions of the people that applied to the school uh, were, were uh, fit into that legacy category. So meaning they either had uh, a family or, or parents that, that attended the school or they had some somebody with some staff members or athletes or something like that that had some attached attachments to the school or donors um, and there was there were those are considered legacy admissions, mm -hmm. um, but they they accounted for thirty percent of all the admissions. So five percent of the people who are applying, but thirty percent of the people who are actually getting into the school mm -hmm. um, belong in this category. And a lot of times, those people, um, the, the kind of the icing on the cake here was that the fact that a lot of those people. Um, their their GPAs or SAT scores were not as good as some of the people who didn't get in. Mm -hmm. So it's really a clearly, you know, um, some some nepotism going on there. So yeah, so yeah. It's, it's good that this this practice is is coming under fire, and we'll see what happens. Um, I, I'm not really super duper optimistic because at the end of the day, these colleges are a business, and yeah, like this this is a really a financial decision. That is for, true. for these schools because they're like, look, we're gonna we have all these rich people that went here, and right. if we we need to. They're giving us money, endowments, and these endowments yeah. and everything else. And so, like, yeah, yeah, so that's that's the reason these kids get in is because they know that their their dad has just donated ten million dollars to the school or something like that, or right. you know, mom or dad. True. 
I, I do think it sends a powerful message though, right? Um, about the importance of fairness and equal opportunities in education. So, um, yeah. you know, hopefully we'll see, like you said, um, there is a financial component to this as well. So we'll see how this pans out. Something yeah. to keep an eye out on now. For real, for real. Um, I think the other thing that made some headlines over the last couple of days was LeBron's LeBron James's um, I Promise School. Um, it's it came under fire because a lot of the students, well, okay, none of the students, um, eighth graders, were able to pass the reading test. Was it was Matt? It was a, an oral class um, who are now they're now eighth graders, mm -hmm. but apparently they haven't passed math a math test since the third grade. Yeah. Um, I will have to say though, I would just like to say a shout out to LeBron James though, mm -hmm. because I do think, you know, the commitment to providing quality education and supporting underserved communities because he himself personally struggled in school for coming from a single parent household. So understand that this is not an all perfect such scenario. This obviously there's some issues here, but just have to, you know, commend him for even going down this path and, and trying to, um, you know, focus on some of those socioeconomic barriers and disparities that impact at-risk youth from from even going to school. Mm -hmm. um, I think and so. I think the intentions and everything are there. It's just trying to figure out what is the root cause of what's going on now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a excellent point. A lot of times, these celebrities um, only you only, every, the only time you ever see them, you know, doing anything with with money is is usually something that. Um, negative, or if, if not negative, or if it's just like dispersing money, we're self-serving money on self-serving right. reasons. You right. know, the cars, the mansions, the trips, the right. you know, you know, whatnot. Nothing wrong with I that. Mean, Nothing wrong with that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but it's good to see LeBron making an, an, an effort and putting his money where his where his right. mouth is and, and doing something specifically in education because our education system is is a uh, in a lot of these neighborhoods is pretty abysmal. Yeah. Um, and I saw that too, as part of like the resources. Um, there's also like parenting resources as well, like trying yeah. to help parents get jobs. So then there's a lot of the model and the, and the, the resources that are poured in that stuff is all good intentions. Right. But yeah. I, I don't know what's the, like, I don't think we know like the true root cause. I think there has to be some more like digging into that, but um, you know, leadership probably is some sort of, you know, there's some, there's something going on there with whoever's, you know, leading that, that, that school or has led that school. I saw that they have a new principal um, coming in. So hopefully that'll mm -hmm. make some changes. Well, yeah. So leadership, leadership is very well, you know, probably a big issue. I mean, it looks like they've had about three principals in the last three mm -hmm. or four years. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of turnover at the leadership position. Not sure what's exactly is the cause of all of that, but, right. um, so, but the incoming principal did release a statement and part of the uh, of her statement in reaction to uh, this this new report, uh, she says that of our incoming eighth grade uh, eighth graders, 33% met their annual typical growth in reading while 11% met their uh, st um, stretch goal for the year. Despite not mastering the, uh, the grade level standards, 42% of students demonstrated growth in iReady uh, math across their seventh grade school year. And when working with students who are achieving below grade level, growth is important as um, as a measure of progress and as proficiency. Mm. And a typical growth 
um, that is important to us is not um, not made overnight. It mm. takes time. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's a good that's a good way to look at it too. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So they, she's she's kind of focusing on the growth. Mm-hmm. I guess saying that hey, look where these students started from to where right. they are now. Uh, yes, they're not proficient, but um, they're still showing tremendous growth. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, it'll be good to see what she can, what she does. When yeah, she comes we, we wish her all the best. We think, yeah. you know, we we give all every everyone in, that's involved in this in this school the, the benefit of the doubt. Um, right. But at the same time, we all, you know, I'm a big proponent of of uh, I'm a big critic of public schools that that underperform. Um, and so it would be hypocritical of me to also not say, hey, look, you know, just because your heart's in the right place doesn't yeah. mean that that's enough right yeah because that's, the, the some, standard, that's still impact on the students right the standard the still has to be um being proficient or better yeah. and so when none of the students reach that proficiency level um there's still room for like hey guys you know you got to get this get, get your act together because good intentions right still right exactly you know aren't, aren't 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 enough right you know so for sure yeah um but yeah this is a this is a widespread problem not just in there not just you know, across the country, uh, I think it was a study last year that showed that 23, there were 23 students in Baltimore, I mean, schools in Baltimore, where there was like no students proficient in math, wow. like 23 schools where no students were proficient in math in the city of Baltimore. Like, ugh. like, I don't even know what, where to start with that. So we, we have to, we have to have higher standards. We have to, you know, yeah. really hold some more people accountable, um, not just LeBron and not just you know Ohio, but like there's this really widespread countrywide issue. systemic issue with, yeah. with education um, and with our youth. So yeah, and I think the last thing we wanted to talk about before we get out of here, um, we wanted to to shout out the family of Miss uh, Tierra Young or. Young Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a young lady who is currently being detained in Dubai. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, some interesting circumstances around her case. So, she uh, is she a YouTuber or is she a YouTuber? I, I thought she was a social media influencer and a truck driver. Okay. Yeah. So, she um, went off to Dubai and she got it into it with the um, the rental rental truck owners or whatnot and end up in a back and forth, a yelling match. Um, and apparently, not apparently, but this this is actually against the law in Dubai for right. a woman to raise her voice in public um, at, a, at a man. I saw that she violated, so, they said she violated a broadly defined law that criminalizes things like swearing, rudeness, and insulting gestures. Yeah. So, um, so cautionary tale. Um, to anyone who is, you know, traveling abroad, um, you know, the these places are is not America. They have different, they have different rules. They have different standards. Right. Um, some things that that we would find preposterous over here that it is that's actually illegal in other places. You know, women don't have, don't have all the same rights. Right. In everywhere around the world, and um, which saddens me still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, so it's it's a shame uh, that that she's in this situation here. Um, you know, I was actually watching something the other day that they were saying like a lot of times these people people will intentionally set set people up 
You know, they were like, yeah, target I saw that people. this could be some sort of a scam. Right. Target people for money mm-hmm. or target people that just, they just don't like for whatever reason. Right. Um, and here you have, you know, this black woman um, in, in a Middle Eastern country who, you know, um, maybe she's a little more boisterous and go kind of cutting against the grain. If you have someone who wants to intentionally target her. Right. Exactly. Um, she, she's an easy know, target. She, she's, yeah. could, she could have been an easy target. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're hoping that, that she has a, a swift release. And, yeah. Prayers to the family and her. You know, because I'm sure this is this got to be this has got to be something else from traumatic, and, you know, mm-hmm. all those things that go along with that. So hopefully she's able to I, I believe that I saw something on the news where she's able to communicate with her mom. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how frequent that is, but yeah, um, hopefully that that comes to a resolution soon. Yeah. But no, the, but black people, let's let's travel. There's a big world out there. You know, can't just go down to Jamaica every time. Right. You know, or um, Cancun. Or Cancun or <laughs> Florida, whatever, you know, like get out to there. Stay out of Florida. Get, get some <laughs> get some stamps on your passport, but also be mm. careful. Yeah. Um to as and be cautious and make sure you understand what, what you're getting into and where you are and, and what the rules are over there. So Absolutely. All right. All right. All right, y'all. Well, we've reached the conclusion of this program. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so if you if you did, feel free to give us a like, um, subscribe to our channel. Uh, everything, all of our social media is at Forty Two Fighting Words, uh, except our Threads and Instagram, which is at Nineteen Forty Two Fighting Words. Um, and follow our YouTube channel. Give us a hope you enjoyed the program, y'all. All right, peace out. All right.